Welcome to Wine Not, a podcast by SA Winos for our monthly wine club members. In this, the last episode of this season, we're tasting a red blend from Rhino Run Organic Wines. This is Ian Player, a blend of red varietals bottled back in 2019. Uh, I'm excited to learn a little bit more about this wine from my co-host Francois, but uh, I, I, I know we talked about this before the cast, that Ian Player has to be somebody important. So okay. he was born in Johannesburg. He was uh, this is he served in the South African Army in the 40s, um, but he was a conservationer, a conservationalist uh, in South Africa. Oh, okay, for rhinos. He started Operation Rhino that saved the okay. last few remaining southern race of right of white rhino. He also uh, uh, he created the protected status for. Mm, See, I started this sentence very strong, and I didn't look at see how to pronounce this word. The Umfolosi and St. Lucia Wilderness Areas? Yeah, Umfolosi. Yeah. Umfolosi. There we go. Um, But it's a uh, Wetland Park World Heritage Site, which is, that's incredible. So that is how So he's a conservationist. That's Mm -hmm. fantastic. Yeah. He started the whole white rhino conservation movement. Yep double up on him so yeah so i i I guess you could probably say the entire collection is named after his efforts but right this specifically you know this blend is is his namesake and um to your point it's it's a red blend 60 percent cab 40 percent merlot cab merlot you know super popular varietals one's fruity one's dry one of the interesting things again about rhino run is their organic nature so I know Avery was asking about the organic uh, nature of wines. And just to reemphasize, organic uh, is a certification that, quite frankly, in South African wines is not entirely necessary. Most people do produce wines organically in South Africa. It does, however, uh, internationally make sense to get the designation if you're big enough and you're exporting. Um, that's kind of what th- what this range is doing. They... The winemaking process in South Africa is very well controlled. There's a lot of uh, pesticides and herbicides that you're not allowed to use um, due to various reasons, but mainly because they can impact the flavor of the wine, they can impact you know the people consuming the wine, et cetera. So by, by nature, a lot of people just don't use most of the stuff that's on the organic banned list. There are, however, a couple of items that I know uh, from fungicides and herbicides that you're allowed to use under the South African winemaking system that you'll, or kind of winemaking Bible that you'll, you'll, you'll see some farms use, but it's not always, you know, everybody using it. So for the most part, South African wines are produced organically. They don't necessarily need this, this certification, but it is nice to know that you know this this farm and, and Van Luifren has this range that has been organically certified um, gives you that extra peace of mind and you also know that the profits go towards uh, rhino conservation which is just you know one of the greatest causes we want to show our kids rhinos so it's mom cool and dad, mom and dad drink organic wines <laughs> it's cool that it even says that the royal rhino the the company they partner with for conservation Royal Rhino is a registered and audited donor toward rhino yeah. conservation. So there's some transparency to where your money is going, mm-hmm. uh, which is always, you, know, you can rest a little easier. Uh, and, I mean, you can rest, you can rest real easy with this wine because it is fantastic. 
full disclosure, this is probably the third bottle of Ian Player that my wife Avery and I have gone through in the last two months, I think. Perhaps and fourth. Perhaps fourth. We, there might have been one that got lost along the way. Uh, but Francois, this wine, it, it it checks every box that we look for in a red wine. Um, and we are usually, you know, single varietal drinkers. Like we'll find yeah. a, a Cab Sauv that we love and that's what we'll buy. Or uh, like a Shiraz that, that we like and we'll go with that. But this one, this one is phenomenal. I, so I, you, you had me open it because this is something we didn't do in the last two uh, episodes of the season. You had me chill the wine down, uh, but then open it before we started recording at the beginning. So open probably a little over an hour before uh, we actually poured. Um, any reason? Can you walk us through? Uh, well, wines? remember, I also had you taste it. Yes. Okay. So then what I'd like to do is when you now taste it, recall back what you tasted right away because we're going to talk through what has happened because it is significantly different Mm -hmm. um, than when you first opened it. So that that was the intent there. I do want to make one quick correction before we get to tasting though. This version, the 2019, uh, I had actually the, the notes for the 2014. I did not know they made such a significant difference in the blend. So the blend is not only Cab Sauv and Merlot. It's Cab Sauv, Shiraz, Grenache, and Merlot. Um, so when you taste it, you will get Grenache in there. Mm-hmm. Like if you if you taste licorice, that's Grenache. And I definitely get it in, in this wine. So uh, just remember, it's a blend. So if you taste something more predominant on a given day, it's just the way that wine presented itself that day. You're, you're going to get... What we, what we are about to go through is how it tasted today, uh, March 23rd. It's it's probably going to taste significantly different depending on whenever you open it, but it should always be good. So if it's not good, reach out. We'll send you a new bottle. Avery, um, <laughs> this being the third or fourth bottle that we've had of this, is this the third or fourth different like flavor tasting that, that we've pulled out of it? This is definitely it because the first time we had it, we had it at room temperature, and then yep. we had it chilled. So it was a little bit colder than this. And then this is like a completely different experience. Different experience. All, all of them, now, mind how, you. How, how, how many of those have you had to camp for this long? Um, the one, none. Well, none. Avery doesn't really let them <laughs> Look, sit around for too long. Let me tell you, when I drink this wine, I hear Julie Andrews from The Sound of Music singing, these are a few of my favorite things. It okay. truly is oh this this is just off the charts my favorite out of all of them. <laughs> all right, so let's let's go through your 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 tasting then. If, while we're at it, <laughs> why not? Yeah, why not? <laughs> why not? Indeed, he said it. <laughs> I mean, this is this wine is just delicious. If you are a red wine drinker, there's like nothing in here that you're going to be disappointed with. I absolutely love it. It um, I will say like it smells. Juicy, but also kind of. Yeah, would you say it smells more intense than it is? Yeah, it does smell more intense. Yeah. It, it kind of the smell kind of reminds me of like I don't know how to explain it. Cigar. It's the Grenache. It's the Grenache in there. Cigar bar. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what I was about. I was going to say. say it's like ce- Spanish cedar, um, yeah. but like mixed with tobacco. But like really, mm-hmm. really rich, good tobacco. Yes. Not, yeah, yeah. Not like loose leaf. Yeah. The, the, not the but that's not the bad. Kind. What, what you're smelling is the Grenache. 
So Grenache has a very, very intense nose. Um, when you said licorice, it, it automatically clicked for me. I was trying to figure out what like root that I was tasting because I was like, it's not yeah. like it's the intensity of ginger, but it's not the heat and spice of ginger. Yeah, it's and Grenache. If, if if you have a Grenache blend, the Grenache almost always take over the nose, and then you'll you'll taste it in the mouth. But for this specifically. That smell you're getting is Grenache. It's it's super intense. Yeah, it does have that tobacco smell to it, and I really really like that. It's the classy tobacco smell. Yeah, it's the yep. eighty dollars cigar in the back of a limo, like tobacco yeah. smell. That makes sense. It reminds Absolutely. me. There's this really nice restaurant in Austin called Everly, um, and it has this whole section of it that's like a a bar with all these leather couches where gentlemen go and sip whiskey and drink cigars that's what the smell is like to me is that room yeah. lady's not invited apparently. yeah it's <laughs> gentlemen only <laughs> yeah i'm sure yeah are you, are you sure we're not referring to palacio on 290 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> i hear class wrong podcast. <laughs> wrong podcast. Um, yeah, no, I, I would agree. It's it's it does have that sort of classy, loungy nose. I totally agree. Like, if you walk into a cigar bar, it's well ventilated. A right, mm-hmm. gotta yeah. be well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you walk into a well ventilated cigar bar, you'll smell a lot of these aromatics. So, mm-hmm. Avery, flavor wise, what are you tasting outside of the cigar? Um, you know, palate. I would say that I get um, some like dark berry flavors in there. And I feel like there's something else. It's like dark berry and almost like a pepper. I think mm-hmm. that's the, I think that's like the licorice that he's talking about. At least that's what I identified as like a. Root, yeah, it can, it can be licorice. Or... I get, I get your black pepper too. Black pepper is going to come from that Shiraz. Yeah. That's, so that's I, I can I can I see what, how you how you're getting black. I pepper. get like that tang or that tartness of blueberries. Like, sure. I, I get like what whatever the uh, uh, blueberry tannin is to grape tannin. That's what I get because it's not like it's not a wine uh, bitter. It's it's like a, a little yeah. fruit bitter, um, but it blends in really well with the spices that we're talking about and the leather tobacco that we're that we picked up. I this is just when you talked about what we tasted early before we let it breathe. Uh, it was those flavors, but like condensed in a little bitty tiny package, and it, almost too intense. Yes, yeah, it was like yeah. tasting a concentrate of this wine before we let it open up and breathe. And now, like it's it's a whole different thing altogether. Uh, both of them were were really good, but this is definitely better. <laughs> like, and I feel like it was a little more acidic then in that first sip yeah, versus sure. now. Yep. Yeah. No, Christina agrees with that. So. That's the first thing I said, Avery, when when we had just opened it. I said, "Oh, this is acidic." Yeah, it's it's it was it was pretty acidic. So as soon as it calmed down, I think we all hit kind of what they, um, you know, have as their their cellar notes. So um, for Rhino Run, Ian Player specifically, right? And I always like to read these on the reds because on the whites. It's a little bit more difficult, right? Like it's 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 more of a general flavor profile. They're not quite so honed in, uh, at least to my palate. So for the reds, I like to go through what what you know the vineyard claims you should be tasting. And 
I think we hit most of these. So um, they're saying rich almond, which kind of might be that earthiness that Brian was referring to. Um, plum and mint. I didn't get much plum. Well, I got, I got plum, I, I guess, got in the term plum. of dark fruit, but not much mint. I don't think I got mint um, on the nose at all. But let me... No, I still don't get mint. I, maybe maybe some like mint chocolate or um, like that herbal like herbaceous flavor that you get from the Shiraz or Grenache. Maybe that comes across as mint to some people, especially at yeah. different temperatures. I can see how that might come up. Yeah, it could could be could be. I, I I don't think I get distinct mint though. Like it it, it might be yeah it might be more of kind of a, a passing um, or, or herbaceous uh, kind of floral. Um, right berry though. That's one that you brought up, Avery, that is definitely on the nose. Um, Cassis, which we found out um, last week, was what, Brian? Black Current. Black Current. Um, and they're saying kind of, you know, an intense cigar nose, which is, is kind of what we were, we were talking about. So, uh, I'd, you know, for me, I think this is a pretty true red blend. Like, I, I think what what... Everybody is smelling, everybody's tasting. I don't know that you're going to taste a lot different when you open this, you know, two weeks from now. You, it's going to, something else is going to accentuate, but um, it's a pretty, I don't know, it's, it's yeah, home run. It's it's a really good red blend. I mean, I could see, I mean, we from experience, uh, you can have this with a hearty steak. You can have this with uh, some grilled chicken. Uh, you can have it on its own it doesn't matter with you're, a hallmark movie on the couch with a hallmark movie on the couch um you're gonna have a good time trust uh, you, yeah. yeah but i think i think the kids say bet now francois if we like this wine and other south african wines tell the folks at home where they can find more about rhino run uh or any of the other van Leeuwen family wines yep so uh as always join us at sawinos.com uh, you can sign up for the wine club uh, whenever uh, you'll get the next month's shipment. Uh, we have uh, three, six, and 12 bottle selections. So you can sign up for any of those, uh, either monthly, semi-monthly, or quarterly. Shipping dates, uh, obviously, accordingly. Uh, if you do enjoy these specific wines, you can also just order them by the bottle or by the case down there. So uh, we do offer free shipping. Um, other option, if you're local to the Austin area or are visiting do come visit us at the warehouse. You'll get 10% off uh, plus a discount on the shipping. So um, stop by. We're on Nutty Brown Avenue or Nutty Brown Road, not Avenue. It's not an avenue. Uh, in South Austin, um, <clears throat> stop by the warehouse. We're open Saturdays and Sundays, 1 to 5. Do follow us on social media, um, SA Winos on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, we'll announce if we are closed outside of those hours. We do sometimes have private events that we need to take uh, into account. Uh, with that being said, thank you for joining us for this season. Um, it's our final season of the Rhino Run Collection for this year. Uh, we will have them back next year. Uh, obviously, at that point, we will also invite the winemaker. So um, we look forward to that uh, in 2023. But for 2022... Um, this wraps the Rhino Run collection um, for Van Leeuwen Estates. If you join us next month, we will be featuring the Neil Joubert wines, um, where we are, rumor has it, able to have um, the winemaker on. 
So uh, we will see if, if, if that's not possible, we'll push it a month and next month will be Misha Estates. Uh, but if it is possible, it'll be Neil Jaber. So more to come, follow us on Facebook. We'll announce um, exactly who next month is, but it's either going to be Neil Jaber or Misha Estates. Um, right now, I think it's Neil Jaber though. So um, all, all great wines. So um, with that being said, Brian, any final parting thoughts on the season? Thank you for uh, allowing us to join you, Francois, and uh, thank you for uh, for pulling together these wonderful wines from South Africa that we wouldn't normally be able to taste. Yep. No, thanks, everyone, and we'll see you next month.